ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for tuning in to another episode. I'm your host, Stephen G. Gaxiola, and you are listening to the Raider and the Saint podcast. Once again, I want to thank all my listeners from around the world that tune in to every episode of the Raider and the Saint podcast. I could have done it without you guys. I want to thank you guys for your support and gals, of course. It's been an amazing journey with this podcast. The podcast is growing. We are just it's just it's just such an amazing process to be able to do this and, and be able to podcast. So I thank you guys for your support, man. It, it means a lot. I see you guys tuning in. Podcast is growing. And uh, it's just an amazing journey and be able to, to uh, tell you guys a little bit of a lot of my personal side and and just be real with you guys and to see you people uh, listening and tuning in. And it's, it's just an amazing journey. And and I, I appreciate you guys tuning in uh, before I get to my guest today. Uh, go over a couple things. Today's date is March 12th. The year is 2022. This is episode 114, 114th. It's getting really hard to say these big numbers now. I don't know how to say them. 114, 11, 4, 104. How would you say that in Spanish? Ciento Cotorce? Ciento Cotorce? Yeah, so this is episode 114th or the 114th episode. I got 115th coming tomorrow, so I'm doing a back to back podcast. I will be spreading them out, and I'm not going to dump hours of content right on you guys. So I'll, I'll put one out uh, Sunday, and I'll put one out Wednesday. But everything's going uh, going according to plan with the podcast. It's going good. I'm excited for uh, you know everything that, that's going to happen before the end of this year. we got some big elections coming out for our Teamsters Local 952. Shout out to all the 952 Teamsters who listen to this podcast. Thank you guys also for your support. Yeah, man. So basically, I'm I'm, I'm at the pad. Everyone who's listening to this podcast, I, I left the studio, waiting for a new studio studio to be built. But until then, I'm having a good time hanging out my patio. This is where I started the podcast, anyways. Uh, I did a lot of my Zoom podcast uh, back here in the patio, so it's it's no big deal. It's nice and quiet. It's a lot quieter than being in the studio with a rock band playing next door to me. But anyways, let's get let's get this podcast started. Uh, if you guys want to be on the podcast, you want to be a sponsor, advertiser, you want to be a guest, you can hit me up at the Raider and the Saint at Outlook.com. That's the Raider and the Saint at Outlook.com. So yeah, we're ready to rock and roll. This podcast is ready to take things to the next level. So yeah, if you want to be a sponsor, advertiser, 
or you want to be a guest, just hit me up on my email, theraiderandthesaint at outlook.com. I'm also on Instagram, Facebook. I rarely go on Facebook, but uh, every once in a while I'll go and check messages. But you can get a hold of me on, on the Raider Saint on Instagram. Give a couple shout-outs. Shout-out to the Wimpy's Pawn Shop. They're located at 750 West Foothill Boulevard in Azusa, California. If you guys are looking to buy, sell, trade your soul or any type of uh, artifacts or things you uh, you just don't need around the house, go hit them up. I, I know uh, a lot of close people work there. A lot of family members work there. And that's the place I go to. Get, if I need something, I need a, a tree trimmer or I need a, a saw, I go over there and I get hooked up. So I'm sure you guys would get hooked up as well if you mention the Raider and the Saint podcast. Uh, they'll treat you a little bit better than a regular guest. So, yeah, hit them up. Wimpy's Pawn Shop. Shout out to Wimpy's Pawn Shop. Also, a shout out to my boy, Fred and Morales. My boy, he's been on the show multiple times. I've known this guy since kindergarten. You guys looking to refinance your house, get a loan, sell your house, buy a house, whatever you need to do in, in the housing industry, hit him, up, hit him up. He's a loan officer and a business owner. He just started his own business where he's doing everything on his own now. You can hit him up at freddy at grosscapital.com. That's freddy at grosscapital.com. Other than that, man, we're ready to rock and roll, man. Like I try to do every podcast, I want to get straight to it. Last week, I talked about what happened with my son's flag football team and everything and how we lost the final game. If you guys didn't hear that podcast, you can tune into uh, episode 113, 113th episode. So, yeah, it, going back to that week when I, I podcasted with you guys last Sunday, that's what happened. We, we lost by the final second touchdown. It was one of those type movie-type uh, scenarios. It was pretty tough, man, and I've been dealing with these allergies for about two weeks now. And even during that game, I, I didn't even go to work. I wasn't feeling good. I got up because I knew it was important for us. And I, I did what I needed to do to be on the sidelines. And even after the game, even after we had a pizza party on Saturday, it kept dragging, it kept dragging, it kept dragging. These allergies, it just wasn't going away. I was feeling weird. And finally, I, I think it was Tuesday. I didn't go to work Monday. Tuesday came around, and I finally said, okay, I, I need to go to the doctors. I'm not getting better. The medicine isn't working for allergies. I was taking Flonase. Finally, I went into the doctor. I explained to him. I said, look, man, it's not going away. Usually, it only lasts a few minutes or a few days. And he looked into me. You know, he does the checkup, and he says that I had a sinus infection, which I haven't had in a while. It's been a long time, and I don't know if it's from all the blow I used to do or it's just, you know, maybe it's just genetics. I don't know. Maybe I'm older now. My immune system is weaker. I don't know if it's from when I had COVID. It was really bad. I don't know if it's from the vaccine. I don't know. All I know, it was bad. I finally had to go to the walk-in, and I was dealing with it for about two weeks. I was trying to figure out what was wrong with me. I was having hot flashes, headaches all the time, ears ringing, and I was just dealing with it. I was going to work, and then I was coaching my son's team. We're getting ready for the playoffs, and and I just I ignored it. I did the best I could, and it just it was just too overwhelming. So long story short, I came down with a severe sinus infection. It could have I don't know if it turned into meningitis because they says that when it does, if it gets worse, 
and you don't take care of it with antibiotics, it could turn into meningitis, and your neck would start hurting, and my neck has been hurting. Uh, it's better now, but I, I don't know. The doctor checked me. He gave me a, a big, strong thing of antibiotics, and so I've been on the antibiotics, pissing out on my ass for the last couple of days, feeling weak, feeling tired. Uh, but honestly, I do feel better. I'm sleeping better. My headaches are gone. Uh, I can feel the congestion start, uh, the, the pressure in my, my cheekbones and my, my head starting to drain. So I'm feeling better, uh, slowly but surely. I woke up this morning at like 5 in the morning, got up. I felt pretty good, went to the couch, did research, watched YouTube videos, and just hang out. And then I took a nap and felt good taking my medication and then I woke up and had to get ready for this podcast today so I feel good I'm getting better I'm on the medication for 10 days it is what it is man I I, as I'm getting better I'm not gonna worry about it but I I was dealing with it for a while and it it was just crazy that uh you know I I knew at the end I was okay I got some type of infection so yeah I'm on antibiotics but I am getting better it's part of life uh it just sucks that I had to coach the final two games or playoffs games feeling like that i wish i was better uh, but mentally i wasn't there i was dealing with the pain and just suffering and i i wish if i was me how i feel now i would have been more influential on my players but believe it or not we start spring ball uh two more weeks two more weeks we got two more weeks off and then we start practicing we got our first game so it's a quick turnaround same players will be coming on the team. I think we lost one and added a new one, which would be an upgrade for us. Uh, it's a learning experience for these kids. That's the way I realize. So I'm just preparing to get these kids ready for this quick turnaround and just keep continue to develop them. Uh, my son's actually starting to work out with the with the high school team. He's going Tuesdays and Thursdays now. So he's he started working out. We're taking him uh, Tuesdays and Thursdays to go work out the team. He he really wants to play football. I didn't push him. This is what he wants to do. So we're encouraging him now. Okay, let's go. So the wheel, the wheels are turning. Things are moving fast. The kids are getting older. Uh, we got a lot of things going on in the world. I'm not going to bother with that today. I want to bring in my guests. I've known this guy for shh, how many years have I known you for? At least 20? Yeah, 20 at least. At least 20. I've been at UPS for 23 years. So, yeah, at least 20 years. Uh, my fr- this is my friend I'm bringing in my, his friend my name uh, excuse me his name is Sam Mariano he's one of my good friends I've known him since the the twilight days when we were part timers and I and I wanted to bring him on because a lot of things he's been through I've been through personally as well and he's always been a good friend to me my good friend Sam Mariano welcome to the the podcast my friend I'm I'm stumbling I don't know why uh, welcome to the show man how are you I'm good I'm doing good now. What do you uh, think about the podcast, man? What do you think every everything that's going on? Pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Um, it's nice to hear from different people, different viewpoints. Um, it's just, it's cool. It's cool to hear other, either teamsters or you know, uh, management, whatever. It's what inspirational. They, what, what, yeah, what what they have to say, uh, you know. Yeah. There's a lot of times that you can't really hang. You don't hang with them. But, you know, you don't yeah, know them on a professional level, but not, not you know, a social level. It's just weird when you get into the union politics. There is always going to be a left, a right, a middle. It's, it's basically the politics that we have today with 
the higher ups of Congress and you got the Democrats, Republicans. It it's it trickles down and it trickles down into the the union and the Teamsters. And the more that I've done this podcast and have interviewed people, you know, I have to make sure that I do what I need to do to protect not protect me. But no, I don't do that. I don't do anything. Look at man, I, I take care of myself. I know, I know the union. I know the the contract. I know the rules, the laws, and those sorts of things. So when I get a shop steward in there, I already know what's going on. I already know what I'm going in there for. They're there just to be witnesses and to back me up. That's it. When people start choosing sides, it angers either or side, right? Some people get mad. Oh, he's on him. Oh, I'm not going to talk to him. Oh, he's on that side. I'm not going to talk to him. I learned that on this podcast, too. You know, there's there's people that I know I can get on this podcast, but I know if I don't, oh, if I do, then I might get, you know, backs might be turned on me. And... Do I am, am I at a at the point where I'm like, oh well, well, I have my own decisions to make. I have my own things to make. No one's no one's got a gun to my head to say you can't have these people on. I could have whoever I want on the show. I personally choose who I want to have on the show. Okay, and there, I'm not on the right side. I'm not on the left side. But I'll put on whoever I want on the show if I feel that they're worthy of of coming on and being true people. And you, you know, you know both sides of, of the union. But I don't even want to talk to you. Let's talk a little about yourself, man. Where did you grow up? So I um, pretty much uh, uh, grew up in Watts most of my years and uh, ended up coming to Anaheim. Uh, my mom got tired of the, uh, the solid living in Watts. Um, Family's deep there. My my dad, that's his town. I thank her for getting me out of that situation because that situation was going to lead to... Um, it wasn't going to lead to a normal life. And, uh, and uh, she had the courage to leave my dad and leave his family there. And... Uh, and I hate I hated her at the time for that. How old were you? Um, maybe uh, eleven, twelve, maybe. Um, okay, I, you're I'm at not, that age where yeah. you know what's going on. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. It was the that you know maybe a year later I would have been sucked into that world a lot more. Which is not to say, um, you know, I still have family there. I'm not knocking them or anything. Even so, I still a knucklehead when she brought me to Anaheim. Um, you I think Anaheim is, is no better, same, or worse? Uh, you find their pockets. Yeah. And, and I found the pocket. Is Watts it, the same thing, the yeah. pockets? No, Watts. It's all out there. There ain't no pockets. They're out. It's the, yeah. whole, <laughs> it's the whole, you know what I mean? It's the whole, um, um, you got Watts. I'll sense, um, pretty much I'm from, it's considered South L.A. Now, they changed the name from uh, South Central. You don't hear that too much no more on TV. It's pretty much just South LA to take that, I guess that, to give it a spin. 
Also, uh, you know, when I got to Anaheim, I thought, shit, I was like, this is fucking beautiful here. This Anaheim, you know, this not this is fucking paradise compared to where I was at. But like I said again earlier, I ended up gravitating to the pockets, and uh, and even more so when you know when met my wife mm-hmm. and was with her a while and how old I, were you wow when better, it, we're, we were uh pretty much um if you want to call it high school sweetheart uh, yeah you want to call it that yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah 95 i'm mean, uh met her in yeah 95 that's right 95 talked to her on the phone before that for a while and then finally we met up and it's been 95 till and uh what high school did you go to i got kicked out of different schools so i'll leave it at that <laughs> okay okay okay. yeah and uh for different things and uh the um uh, my mom's you know now you know i'm trying to you know i watch out for them now for all the stuff that i put her through there was a turning point where I saw what was, you know, where I had to step up because my dad was, you know, my dad's bipolar. Mm-hmm. So he was, you know, he would get into his, um, he'd either be manic or he'd be depressed. So I don't mind. I didn't want my little brother to get into all that from, so I stepped up and became more, more like a father figure than a brother mm-hmm. figure. How old were you at this time? Uh, after I, I realized what was, like, I had to step up, probably, um, when I, probably in his teens, so it had to be, he was at that age where he was about leaning toward, uh, a bad lifestyle, so at that point, you know, I knew the lifestyle, and, you know, you know, I didn't want him to go through that, so I introduced a different music to him, like, cause out. You know, um, my dad, to, uh, to give my dad credit, he he um, showed us the world, different things. I mean, music from the, I mean, you don't think, you don't hear people from, you know, from neighborhoods like Watts listening to the Doors or the Beatles. But my dad was, you know, he was, he was street smart. He was, you know, he was, uh, you know, he was a graduate of the uh, school, uh, school of Hard Knocks. Mm-hmm. So besides him being that, he still, you know, he, he had knowledge, he read a lot. Uh, so he had, he, he introduced us to all these different things. And uh, so I was able to use that with my brother, my younger brother, he was mm. six years, it was just me and him, so he's six years younger than me. And- uh, I saw my, me and my brother too. Wow, huh? Yeah, six years. And I'm, I'm so glad that I did that with them. It didn't seem like a, you know, like a big thing back then, but it, it rotted him in a different direction. Not right away, because he's mm-hmm. still fuck, fucking up in uh, high school. Not doing anything, not doing dirt, but um, just school-wise, you know. I, you know, he was lazy. He didn't want to, he didn't want to uh, do homework. He didn't, you know what I mean? They didn't want to read, you know. But eventually, he got there somehow. Whatever, you know whatever happened you know 
he ended up graduating high school from Catella. And then, uh, uh, and after that, he ended up, you know, going out, uh, he ended up going to uh, uh, community college, Santa Ana. And from there, uh, he ended up transferring to UC San, uh, San Diego. And he graduated there with a psychology degree. Like I said, he always the father figure, and I looked at him almost like a son. And I was so proud of him. Proud of everything he did. Proud he didn't go my, take my road. Glad he could put in a whole life into those 27 years that he was here. When he was graduated, he backpacked to uh, backpack through uh, Europe. And uh, wow, he did. Yeah, he backpacked through Europe. And um, the time my uh, my other cousin, my brother's age, was uh, maybe graduated uh, a year earlier than him in the English degree with English degree and was teaching Span uh, in, I'm sorry, English in Spain. Uh, so they, after my brother graduated, graduated um, from college, he met up with him and uh, they backpacked all over the place. I'm, I don't like taking credit for all that. Um, I just know I pushed him in the right direction and that's that. And what he did is on his own. Um, I guided him as best possible. And we all, we all I give you so yeah, you definitely got credit. I I, peop, I guess people that are listening because I've known you for so many years, and I know it's t- it's tough on you, it's tough on me. Uh, your your brother passed away, right? Yes. That that's that's where we're kind of going. Um, uh, how many years has it been? It's going on going to be twelve years this year. Twelve years. Yeah. Your your brother passed away twelve years ago, and I remember when it happened. I remember you uh, calling me, and we, we talked, and you you went through some stuff, man. You you went through some uh, really heavy stuff. You you were gone for almost almost ten years, and when my brother passed away. Uh, you know, it, recently, and everyone knows, listen to the show, uh, it was really tough on me. Uh, the only thing that got me through uh, was I, w- I would always talk to you. You know what I mean? You weren't working, but every every periodically I'd call you to check on you, and you would tell me what you're going through. And so when my brother died, knowing what you had been through, uh, I kind of knew, like, well, if I go this way, that's where I'll, I know that I'm going to – I don't want to be gone for work that many years. I, I don't want to – because I know that if I do that, I'm going to end up en- en- ending my life too with the, with drugs and, and pills and stuff like that. Uh, the crazy thing was, and I told you this, I don't know if I told the audience, uh, when my brother passed, he passed on a Thursday. It was Friday. Friday came. He, you know, the day after he passed, Saturday, Sunday, that Monday came. I hadn't talked to you in over a year. Last time we we hung out, we were at Heroes getting drunk. I hadn't talked to you in a year, and I, you don't talk to anybody I talk to at work. And you called me that morning. You called me that morning, and I I missed your call. And I says, "Is he calling me? Did he know my brother passed? Like, does he know what I'm going through?" And I called you, and you says, "Hey, Gax, where you at? I'm at work." 
I'm, I'm back at work today. And I was like, what? That's crazy. I said, no, man. I go, my, my brother just passed. He goes, oh, man, let me, let me call you back later. And I know you're busy and you just, it was, you know, I know it was a lot for you too when I told you that. But if you don't believe in God, if something like that happened to you, you have to believe in God. Because everything you've been through, you've been gone for almost 10 years at, at from work because the death of your brother hit you that hard. And, and that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. And we, we go through things and trials and tribulations and some are, are harder and you know, I always say this. God's not going to give you anything more than you can handle. Can't handle. He's going to give you enough that you can handle it. He's not going to give you no more you can't. And uh, it was just amazing, a miracle. I don't know what it was. Like you, What are the coincidences? You've been gone for this long, and you come back a few days, and I says, man, I go, this, this, there's, there's a God up in heaven, you know? And, and my brother was a good man, too, just like your brother. And that's why I've always I've been wanting to get you on the show, and it's been hard, uh, you know. Get you be, you just barely coming back to work. You just had a a, a new baby or a, a, your first kid, and you're you're getting everything situated, but you're back at work. And I want to say that I'm proud of you. You've been through hell. You're back, and yeah, we have our ups and downs, man. But I see you. We're, we're parked next to each other. You do the mall route. I do my Wally route, and I see you, and I tell you, and encourage you, and you encourage me, and that's why I wanted to get you on the podcast to, to, to and you know, just I'm excited that you're back, dude, and excited to see the new you, man, because it's tough when you have to deal with some. You practically raised your brother. I was the same way with my brother. I took him to Vegas. I showed him things, and he rebuked it. And no, he wanted to be this other person, you know, and it's amazing to see that he, yeah, he was a better man than me. Definitely. And so when he's gone, he's gone now, I realize I don't have any worries because I know he's in a better place. He wasn't anything close to the type of person I have been. Not saying I'm that person now, but the person that I have been in the past, I'm not like that. And, yeah, man, I just want to get you on the show and, and tell your testimony. Yeah, you know, it's harder for me because um, the way we were brought up, we don't talk. We don't really, uh, you're not supposed to talk about, you know, things, certain things. Yeah. And um, so I, I don't, I mean, it sucks because I got to be vague about different things. Mm-hmm. And, but I mean, those are the rules that I know. And, uh, and, but. It's all but, right, man. We but, can take uh, a break. Know, yeah, I don't want to overwhelm you, yeah. dude. I, I know you've been through a lot. Um. Um. Sure. Do you take a break? Do we? No, we just keep going, dude. Uh, let's talk about something else. Uh, um. So I, how did you? So when you started working, when you first started working, what did you? What did you start doing? Oh. Uh, it was May 13, 97. That was my hire date. 97? Uh, yeah, I was yeah. 90. Yeah, 99. Yep, that was my hire date. What did you start doing? Loading? Loading. What, were you, what belt were you on? It was called Green Belt at the time. Um, people probably know it now by, Bottom by green. Silver Belt. Bottom Green was next to us. And then Orange. And then Orange. And then to the other side of the corner, uh, the opposite of Orange. Who was the guy who hired you? 
who hired me? What was that? What was that it's tall? Lisa. Huh? It was Lisa hired me. If Lisa? People, if people, if people Everyone people, knows Lisa. Lisa. She's awesome. Lisa hired me. You know, first time around, I came for an interview. Uh, you know, I didn't get it. Second time around, uh, you know, I got another interview, and I got it. Um, it was a buddy of mine who, you know, put down his name to recommend me. And so, um, you know, I got lucky. Because, um, uh, I mean, even though I was, for that period of time I was gone, uh, well, you were loading. How long did you load for? Uh, I'm going to say a year. Tell you the truth. I'm not yeah, I was yeah. close to a year. I almost yeah. quit, dude. I got <laughs> tired of it. Oh, no. Yeah. You I, know, yeah, it became oh, pickoff. You know what? I I hated the job. Every day I would go in there. You know, I had a buddy who, who worked at Bank of America, and I was envious of that. And I was like, fuck, man. And I'm all like, here we go again. Hot outside. Even mm-hmm. hotter inside mm-hmm. the hub. And even hotter inside the fucking... Uh, trailer yeah oh and on top of you know i got hired may 13th like i said so i was in there in the summertime um mm-hmm. uh and uh we went on strike that summer oh so you were part of the strike yeah. i had just missed it yeah yeah i was part of the strike uh and it was i mean i was a kid though i mean i didn't you know i didn't know you know all the issues or things people wanted you know but you know even so, I was out there with the picket sign, uh, so I can collect my fifty bucks. I think it was every week from the union. Fifty uh, bucks. Yeah, fifty bucks. Damn. Uh, to be That's out just there. enough to buy a a twelve pack, <laughs> twenty four pack, two twenty four packs. Yeah, yeah, but no, back then it was cheaper. Huh? But but now I look back, you know, I was part of something. I mean, were you out yeah. there picketing? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I was a rookie, and you know. Well, they they told me you know you gotta be out there picking so you know I you know do what I was told mm-hmm. and uh, yeah we were out there uh, um, yeah and uh, some people I still remember some people got out of control it was crazy uh, people who had beasts with management they took it out out there on the picket line they you know and you know I didn't have beef I didn't know I was practically used so, so that's no like piece. 20 that's like 25 years ago then yeah yeah just about uh yeah 25 years you think we're gonna have another one another strike i don't know the way things are in this country the way things are divided like you said and it's spilling over to our to our um hub or our district or for a matter of fuck maybe spilling over to nationwide i mean i hope there's not another strike i hope i wish people would learn to compromise especially the union um between factions because i have good friends on both sides of the house really good friends that both help me out i hope there's something positive that's going to come out because a lot of these kids that coming into the job to the job really don't vote don't care about What's going on in our hub? Did you vote at that age? Were you voting? Obviously, right? Yeah, yeah, I was. So did um, I. I voted. Yeah. My uncle, who just passed away, he was a teamster. Uh, passed away a couple, no, not even a couple, um, a little bit over a month. Um, he was a teams teamster in um in LA for uh, 
the warehouse where they distribute uh, groceries. And he was hard on Teamster. Teamster. What local? Oh, man. You know what? It was in City of Commerce. Okay. Probably uh, 396. Maybe. Yeah, I'm not sure what local. 396. They're, yeah. like, huge. But, I mean, he created a lot with that union job. To quote my cousin, because when we were at the weight, he built himself a little empire mm. out of that. You should get job. him on the podcast, dude. Oh, oh, Will you come on with him? Will you come on with him? What, my cousin, uh, his son? Yeah. Well, who, the one no, no, he, got, he passed away. Oh, he my, passed away. Yeah, my uncle. He's the one who created this little empire. My cousin's the one who... Uh, Took over? Uh, uh, no, he was, you know, at uh, the wake, he was talking about his father. Oh, he's talking about... Oh, okay, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So he was like, you know, he did What was this. his name? Rene Ariano. Rene... Rene Ariano. That was my... Uh, just recently he just passed? Yeah, yeah, beginning... Uh, I wonder, uh, I'm sure I somebody knows him. I'm sure yeah. somebody's going to be like, oh, yeah, dude, you know who that guy is? He was, I mean, it was expected. He had cancer, but he fought it like a motherfucker for, I want to say, almost 10 years also. And, uh, and well, you got to give him credit for that. Uh, I mean, going in, because I, I don't even know if I could do it, going into fucking chemo and then be good for, you know, a week. And then get fucked over again with chemo again. No, oh, you know no. who you know how to go through chemo? Phil Rivera. No way. He's been on the podcast. Yeah, he talks out on the podcast. Oh, yeah. His his first one. He actually never finished his story. It could have gone. He, we had had to we had to do a part two, and then uh, union stuff started happening, so we started talking about union stuff. But he hasn't. He yeah, he's gone through chemo, dude. It was bad. And he was young too. He's in his twenties. He talks oh. about how bad it was. I go, holy smokes! Yeah, as it's, a trip. I heard it's per, it's really bad, dude. It, it was a trip because I, I never knew Phil being in Tusk Center. Uh, uh, the first time I met him was when I came back. Yeah. Yeah, and I, you know, uh, yeah, he had testicular testic- cancer. He's I'm sure he's comfortable with me saying this. He said on the podcast. He had cystecular yeah. cancer, and he, it was a young age. He was working out, and he had some type of pain. He ignored it, and finally he went in, and they said, yeah, and he had to go through it. And I think he said his dad was the one who kept pushing him. He was in bed. He just wanted to give up. His dad was pushed, get up, get up. And he did chemo, chemo and he got better. Wow. Yeah. He's been through a lot of stuff. Uh, I don't know what episode. I. He's been on a few times. But yeah, he's been. That's why I have him on. Like he's really, he's really interesting. He's got a lot of stories, a lot of stories of things he's been through. Well, yeah. you know, what? all right. Like I said, I, I no, first time. I don't know if I was. Yeah, he's work. he's quiet. Yeah. When he comes in, he's quiet, and he's just. But you, podcast. Once you get him a microphone, he's just he he starts rolling, dude. He's got a lot to say. I saw I saw the. I'll when send I, you when, the I, when, I, when I first came in. Uh, to work. I mean, man, he went. He looked like he. He, he looked happy, go lucky, man. He was fucking around with Brian Wanabi, uh, and he just looked. I mean, both looked like they were. I mean, it was just the first day I came in, and you know, it kind of mellowed me out because I was all tense and everything. And I see him and Brian Wanabi, who you I know, knew before I knew for a long time too. Yeah, me too. Yeah, we played flag football together. Yeah. Me and Brian Wanabe. Oh, crazy man! Yeah, I mean, fucking, I was on. He was on brown belt when I was on on uh, green belt. 
Yeah, I knew from from then. And you know, you know, he's in Texas now, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you yeah. know he works for UPS again? Right, right. I heard he's, he's a safety uh, guy now. Safety management. Guy. Good for him. Good, Good guy. Him. Yeah, he deserves, deserves it, it yeah. for sure. And you know, even now, any questions I have, um, I took over his route to the dismay of probably many people. Uh, <laughs> uh, and uh, why well, I. I I've known him for years, and then we started parking next to each other, and I would see it start. I remember I had the mall route before. Okay, I had it. I had it for about a week, dude. <laughs> I used to go in there and help out, and I would cover for it, and the manager would go with me and show me. Uh, I did it, and but it was busy. It was brick loaded. Okay, imagine the Wally brick loaded. It was crazy, and you're and I'm sweating all day just trying to get it done. And I couldn't. It was a twelve-hour route every day, even I, I, for even even for uh, regular people. It was twelve hour. Everyone I know that took the the Wally run, it was a, a eleven twelve-hour route, no problem. And then the economy hit in two thousand eight, and then it took a couple years for the mall. The mall's dead now. Like what I see in there, uh, I probably I probably would have a good day. And so Wanabi, who works out, is in shape. I know he had good days, and I know he had a, a, a planned out day. Talk about that, man. Wanabi. It just takes time to learn. Shit, Wanabi so into working out. He'll do the route, take a lunch, and go work out at the uh, Twenty Four Fitness upstairs. Really? Yeah. Uh, it's like I got big shoes to fill because I mean, every he was in shape, dude. He was in shape. Besides, well, yeah, he's in shape. But besides that, everybody loves Wanabi or Brian. I just call him Brian. I never, but a lot of people call him. Walking. He had it made, man. Yeah, he's people, a smart dude. He made a good decision. Yeah, yeah. It's fucking expensive to live in California, dude. It's great. You went to Catella, just like my younger brother. Oh yeah. Or my old. No, he brother. went to Cal State Fullerton, like me. That's right, huh? Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's alumni, just like me. He was. Uh, he went driving really quick. He was a good on. football player. We played flag football. Remember, you know Brian. Remember Brian. He works in the the front uh, UPS. Or he works customer service. Oh, Brian Adrian? Yeah. Yeah, I know that guy for <laughs> man. What up, B? What up, B? He was we, on Orange Belt. Yeah, we used to play. For, he was on the team too. There was a uh, Ben yeah. Ben Boyer. He transferred to San Diego. Uh, who else, dude? We had a bunch of cats, dude. Uh, we had a, a part-time soup named Jerome. He used to play for San Diego State. He played with Terrell oh, Davis. J- Jerome? Yeah, very no, Jerome. He looks it. like Ray, doesn't he? Yeah. Now that I think about it, I forgot about the guy, Jerome, dude. Yeah. Fucking dude, Jerome. he would drink a he would drink a tall can before the game, because I was quarterback. He would drink a, he would because what happened was I was playing with my high school friends and it just too many people were coming on. I wasn't getting enough playing time. Some people weren't paying, and I was. It's just. I said, I'm going to start my own team. And I went to work, and I grabbed everybody, everybody. And we had this team. Uh, we actually played against a bunch of my friends from high school, and there was a videotape of me doing a pick, an interception. I went up high, dude. I grabbed it. That's when I popped my back. Oh, crazy. I popped my back. And, year, and like, I was okay. And years later, you know, it was – it was. I don't know. Maybe I just cracked my back. But that's why I feel like that, that might have been an, an injury. But I don't know. Crazy stuff, Jerome. Damn. But he, yeah, he came on, and I was, he was a center. So he would teach – he would hike the ball, and then he would teach me to throw it right back at him. Give me the ball. So you throw it right back at him. Now he's caught it. Now he can run because there was no run. 
It was just pass, no run, top gun flag football. So And so he would teach me to hike it, and i throw it right back at him. But I made some throws back in – I still remember those throws. Uh, they, we ended up winning a championship, I think, a year later or two years later. But we stuck together for a little bit, but there's videotape of us playing uh, out there. I got to ask B. I got to ask B because it's on VHS. I go, hey, do you still have video of me playing flag football? I'm going to ask him when I see him. Crazy. Because he said Ben Boyer had it. But, yeah, this is years ago. So I have a picture of us playing flag football. Uh, so when my son, he he lost his game. Uh, he was upset. All his friends were upset uh, or players, friends, teammates. And I went and I got into my uh, garage and I grabbed my old box and my football stuff when I was in younger. And I brought in a shoulder. I says, yeah, I look like this now, you know, but this was 20, you know, this is t- over 20 years ago. Like, this is what I did, too. So there's video out there. I want to get a hold of it. I'll that'll show be, my that'll son. Be, that'll be really cool to see. Yeah, man. I was pretty good, dude. Uh-huh. I wasn't, yeah, I wasn't horrible. No, <laughs> dude, I was a quarterback. Uh-huh. I was throwing TDs. Weren't you, uh, didn't they have you on record for lifting the most, uh, or lifting your, uh, uh, bench press? Max? Oh, yeah, bench press. Yeah, I, I tied my junior year with the senior. I was, a, I was junior as a senior. We tied, I think it was like 235. But back then, I weighed 135. 135? Yeah, in high school, I weighed Shit, 135. Dog. You're fucking kind of going boxing, being a flyweight. And shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, dude. And then my senior year, I took it, but I, I bench pressed against a lot of lot of good guys. One of the guys that we were bench pressing, I was bench pressing against, was a great athlete. He ended up becoming a UFC fighter years later. That's all. That's how good these athletes were. And, and another one of my homies too. Uh, he was. A, I'm trying to get him on the podcast, but he's a. He's an athlete too. We played flag football at the high school, and we, we it was like us top three. It was us three in, in the finals, dude. It was it was tough. We had our secrets. One of them was taking honey. I guess honey helps get you pumped up. There was like cause my dad was a bench press uh, guy. He loved bodybuilding. He had a, the original Olympic barbell set, and he would always I got old school pictures of my dad do flexing and. You know, Expatorano and stuff like that. But he always worked out. He loved working out. He loved Arnold Schwarzenegger. I saw Pumping Iron back in the 80s, dude. I think I was like nine years old. Oh. My dad had it on VHS. I watched it, dude. He, but he always had these pictures up in the garage of all these different workouts. So I started working out when I was like 12 years old. Now I haven't been working out. When you get a family, you get older. I mean, this is many years ago, 30 years ago. 28 years ago I've always kept that Trying to stay healthy Working out And stuff like that But as you get older You start getting aches And pains And injuries And I took a long break I, t- I got an easier route now I don't do as much work As I-, I used to Getting out of the car And believe it or not Man When I went to the doctors I fucking weighed 245 dude I've gained In the Past two years 45 pounds during the pandemic and then my brother passing away someone told me they said it's okay man you've been through a lot and i i kind of agree but i didn't think i was gonna have to i have to do a dot in september the doctor had already told me he goes hey you gotta lose 20 pounds or you're gonna have to you know do certain things and i won't get the full two-year 
uh, DOT. It'll end up being whatever the doctor decides. So I was like, all right, 20 pounds, no big deal. That's nothing. I've been, I, I grew up working out. I know what I need to do. I just got to do it. Plus everything I've been through personally with, with the pills and, and other shit that I've been through. Uh, I've been through a lot, so I was like, no big deal. And then all this just kept tumbling. Problems keep tumbling and tumbling. Now I got to lose like 50 pounds. I got to lose like 50 pounds before September. Can I do it? Yeah, I can do it. But I got to do it. Got to put my foot in my mouth, dude, and just just fucking go. Um. It's uh, yeah, it's harder now. I mean, obviously we're older. Put the mic a little closer to you. Are you bringing the chair closer? Can you bring the chair closer? I'm good. You're good. Yeah, I mean, shit. I mean, I always wanted to come back, even during my leave. Uh, when I was on this disability, um, I would start working out and and like, all right, I want to go back. You're training, yeah, yeah. ready to go back. But there was never a time a time that was right. It just got prolonged and things came up and you know what? It it's always like, seems yeah. like it's always something, huh? Yeah. Yeah, and uh, and I wish it was always something when I was working cuz when it's always something when you're not working, it's real easy to say, "Okay, I'll go back next month." Okay, I'll go back in 3 months. Uh and that shit kept on happening. To the point where years started passing, when there there was never a good time. Why is that? You think laziness? What is that in us? Um, is it? I mean, I, for I me, it's not like I never looked like that. Those guys on Instagram, I got pictures of myself. I don't think it's laziness. It's just I think uh, uh, you can't I'm, keep that up forever, dude. Unless you're on all the juice. Oh, you're talking. You about, oh, you're talking about going back to uh, like looking like how I was when I was 21. Oh, oh no, no, no. I, uh, I'm sorry. I took down a. I went down a different road. Uh, the road I was talking about was getting back to work. Oh, yeah, yeah. Tell your story about getting back to work. Yeah, for was, sure. Cause yeah, you were gone for eight years, right? Uh, how yeah. long have you been back for now? Six months. <laughs> uh, a year, almost a year. Almost no. a year. I already called it almost. a year. You came back in what? Oh yeah, August. August. That's yeah. right. Yeah. My brother. Yeah, August so uh, almost a year. 16th. So when did you – so you're off for that many years. You're dealing with your, your brother's passing, um, and you're going through you're going through some tough times. When did you – at one point you said, I need to get back to work, and you started thinking about that. I was always – I always wanted to go back to work. Really? Since, like, like, the first time you went out? Yeah. Well, what yeah. made you decide, I, I'm going to take time off? Was it a doctor, or you asked for the time? Um, shit, I can't really touch on the actual uh, event that happened on my last way, uh, day of actually wor- working. Okay. Um, I, um, it was, uh, I know it was, uh. Did you come back and then leave again for a little no, bit? you know what, no? No, no, uh, we had a good supervisor, and everybody knows him. Uh. Brian Weaver. Brian Weaver. He was always there for me, and he let me, you know, you know, ha- uh, get a breather here and there. After, um, so he let me get a breather, and, uh, every time I needed one, but I wasn't getting any better. Things were just 
not physically, but just mentally, things were, I was going into his rabbit hole. Rabbit hole. Yeah, and if I was on this, this rabbit hole where it was actually, I take that back, from the mental issue, it actually started affecting me physically. We all have, have anxiety and this and that. And, but it started affecting me physically as well as mentally where I, you know, this anxiety would just hit me straight on and uh, nothing could, I couldn't cope with it. Medication wasn't doing it. I was already taking too much meds. I was back and forth, even though it was, you know, legal through a psychiatrist and whatnot, it wasn't. He, you, it was. He wasn't helping me. Giving, he was pumping me with all these meds. It wasn't helping me. I thought it was. I mean, yeah, it felt good sometimes. Like, okay, I'll be good at work. But then, you know, be stressed out, out at work. Yeah, work could stress you out. Uh, just the home work, my own personal issues, just all collided and took me out. And so, okay, I'll take another breather and I'll be back. And then from from there, I never came back. I'm all like, okay, all right, all right. It's just you know, I'm gonna get it's gonna I'm gonna end up getting fixed. You're getting counseling too. Yeah, I was doing the whole. They're everything. Yeah. The whole shebang. Yeah, yeah, and and it Did was. Did you have some good doctors? I had good doctors. I, I uh, um uh, no, I'm sorry. I take that. I mean, yeah, I have good doctors now, but uh, I had uh the doctors then. I mean, even the, they weren't, they weren't, I don't, I mean, it was just easy for them, I guess, uh, to just give me, you know, whatever they thought was going to help me. Mm -hmm. And if they helped me for a while, then I would tell them, yeah, it's helping me, but I think uh, maybe a larger dose might help me more. And so they would, yeah, you know what, I think a large, uh, a larger dose probably will help you. You will benefit from a larger dose of whatever stuff. They were, you know, doctors were prescribing me. Mm -hmm. And it was all on the up and up. It wasn't, you know, this fucking doctor from TJ or some shit. That, you know, these are um, uh, doctors from our, well you experience. know. Well experience. Well uh, experience through our insurance, you know, that our insurance covered at the time. It just, I wasn't getting fixed. And I didn't know what the, you know, I, I mean, Things just started, uh, you know, adding up in my head. All this, you know, besides my now it was it's more than my brother just passing. It was all the other shit. All that the stuff coming. he got growing up. Yeah, and stuff. yeah, that stuff started coming up in my head, and a lot of the trauma that you know. At that time, you know, I fucking was trauma. You know what I mean? I you know, uh, I could kill it with beer. I could kill it with something else, but nah, not I. I you know, I need to uh, seek professional help, and some of these people, you know, what I mean, they just, you know, they're, they're, I mean, they don't want to. Re they have such a workload; they don't really take the time to really address the fucking issue. Yeah. The underlying issues, and uh, that happened. Insurance ran out through uh, through UPS uh, at a. Uh, up aboard Harf Harford, 
And well, no, at the time it was no, it was Cobra. It was Etna. 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 Yeah. Um, but don't you have to get Cobra after that? Yeah, but I got lucky after all. Uh, so it was Etna. And Etna, you know what? Etna caused me a lot of stress too, because they would ask for paperwork, and then my doctor threw Etna. No, was I've been a, through that yeah, cycle. I know yeah, what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. You're like, well, he was supposed to send this in. They're cutting me off fucking disability, blah, blah, blah. And, the, I mean, between the doctors and, and uh, I was getting more fucking, instead of fucking trying it's to It's hard to go on yeah. disability, yeah, believe I mean, it or not. It, it should be the easiest thing. You should just make one fucking call, dude. That's it. But they don't. They make you jump through hoops. But if you're going through a mental problem, a physical problem, an injury, whatever it is, they got to make it easier. And, and I'm honestly, now that I, because I have disability too, I use Hartford. They've, it's pretty, it's been pretty easy. It's been, it's been a breeze. But I remember Aetna, dude, and I was going through the same thing and I had it. There's so many, and they're constantly changing it. So if you're not in that loop, you decide three years later, I'm going on stress leave or I'm going to, I got an injury or whatever. They, everything's changed now. So I still, people come ask me what I got to do to go on, you know, ask me certain questions. I'll go and I'm in the loop. So I, I stay updated. What you need to do, what you need to do, what you need to do. Because, yeah, it is hard and it's not fair. Why do they got to make it so hard? Especially with someone like, like you or me, like, you can't think. You're just like, you're you're ready to just, just the depression kicks in and you're ready to just, like, I just want to lay in bed, dude, and put the covers over, dude. Like, just leave me alone. Yep, I understand. That. And that's how it was. I mean, all I, you know, you don't even want to eat. I mean, I get up, just fucking, I will get whatever I can get. Any, just a, a fucking piece of something sweet. Just mm-hmm. to fucking, so I could just eat that and go back to bed. And it, it was hurt, man. Yeah. I, I, know so, I know somebody else I went to church with that was the same way, dude. Same way, and I was young. I didn't know what that meant. What? What is that? But I, I, I dealt with it. The other day was weird. Before I got diagnosed with a sinus infection, I, I was dealing with it for like two weeks, and it was ugly. I don't like feeling like this, and I'm trying to take medicines. And what's wrong with me? Do I got cancer? And you start thinking all crazy. Uh, I went, I was going to barbecue. I would like to make me feel better. Well, I like to barbecue, cook some food for the family. We, we eat together as a family. So that's what I'll, I'll go do. That's always my, my, my backdrop, you know. I have a bad day at work. or I always come barbecue. It helps me, makes me feel better, uh, comforts me. It just, it's like, just keeps, gets my mind off of everything else that's going on in the world at work. And I, I like to cook and barbecue. And I did. I brought the meat home. And it's just... Something just came over me Like it's just a thing in my brain And I was like I felt really depressed I felt like I wanted to cry I like, What the fuck is this It was bad It was bad Worse than I've ever experienced before And and I had to tell my, my wife I said man I just got this, this rush of like I want to cry And like depressed And I was like I, don't, I really don't feel like that though I just know that I'm going through some sickness And I'll get through it The other parts tell me But my body just I don't know what it was. I haven't had it ever since compared to like, you know, being depressed and being sad and being stressed out. This one was more intense. Like 
I can only imagine somebody feeling like that for 24 hours a day, and I know it's true. Yeah, and you know what? I'm not ashamed. Suicidal thoughts came to my head a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I'm all fucked, man. I'm all. But I was it do the it. medication? Was it? You think you, cause your 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 dad was bipolar, right? You think that transfers over hereditary I genetics? Think I think it's genetics, and, and I mean you could say nurture versus nature. Uh, I think it's a combination of both. Tell you the truth, I mean there's a lot of shit that happened when you know when we lived in LA. PTSD. Pretty much, because uh, I mean. I mean, there's stuff that I should, I don't think I should have experienced when I was younger. When this is, I'm talking about when I'm 12 or uh, 13 under. Um, bring the mic a little closer. Yeah. Um, or you can bring the chair closer. Good? Or, yeah, yeah. And, and you know what? It was like, I mean, this is fucking opening something's opening pandora's box all these fucking underlying issues are getting to me now uh i'm all like i would think of all the little things uh and and i just and but i don't you know what man i don't blame my dad and i don't blame my mom i don't blame anybody you blame the system pretty much it's just yeah i mean i you know what i mean I sh- for me, I think I should have been sucked it up and been uh, and and I, sh- I sucked it up and not let those issues get to me. But, but everyone's I, different, man. Not everyone's fucking. They can kill someone and go uh, home and have dinner with their family and just don't th- and go to sleep and don't and think about it. You're but, built different, you know what I mean? Yeah, but then I look at uh, our. Uh, Two generations down, uh, we're Generation X, obviously, and then you got my like par- our parents, put baby boomers, and uh, then you got uh, you got uh, the great generation, the guys who uh, uh, fought in uh, World War II, mm-hmm. pretty much. And man, you see them, and they're a tough generation. I don't get it. I mean, I don't. They're also fucked up too, though. I had a lot. My dad lost a lot of brothers. From uh, uh, after coming back from Vietnam and stuff like that, my well, dad was the youngest out of his family, and a lot of them had problems too. Well, yeah, 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 but they're still they're baby they're boomers. Still, they were baby boomers. Uh, like my dad and everybody else, you know, went to Vietnam and all that. Yeah, and, but they're baby boomers, and uh, they know, fought, but they had problems yeah. over here. We were not fighting; we're fighting for uh-huh. stupid shit, and we we have the problems. That we think it's just as bad as people, the people before us that fought for our freedoms, or and maybe you got a point there. I mean, maybe they felt worthy. We fought in World War Two. We liberated Europe, and uh, and uh, but the modern day people now, the younger kids now, would say we got used. We fought the white man's war to make them more wealthy and and to make them richer. We were just we we're just modern day puppets. Which war? Um. Well, they said Iraq, the Iraqi war. Oh, the f- f- that we, when Bush went in there, they said they had weapons of mass destruction, uh, mass destruction, oh. and they end up not finding anything. You're starting to see that same type of scenario. Russia's trying to pull the same thing. The United States did against Iraq. They went into Ukraine and said they have weapons of mass destruction in there or biological labs. Now Russia's saying they found it, and USA is denying it. 
But if you look about it, the U.S. has been in, been in Ukraine for many years, dude. It's a very big hotspot. And so you, you start seeing re repeat of history. Well, Afghanistan, uh, Russia was there before us. Yeah, of and, course. Uh, and... Uh, and they, you know, they had to pull out. They couldn't. They couldn't accomplish what they went in to accomplish. Yeah, I uh -huh. think there's some type of artifact, or there's some type of metals in there from because the Bible is the oldest. They, it's one of the oldest books. They said, and it goes all the way back to the Middle East, Israel, and all that. That's where civilization said they began. Obviously, you got Africa, you got Aust Australia and Austria, but one of the main things is everything happens in the middle east because it's the oldest civilization and a lot of our history that's being taught in high school is based upon over there uh you know the movies like indiana jones and and, and uh, what's the one with john uh, nicholas cage where they're constantly you know the treasure or something hidden treasure uh, anyways they, they're, they're, there's something over there that they they need they they want for yeah. well, whatever shit, reason i, I think old down. artifact alien sh spaceships who knows it's I, my it comes down to oil. Okay, oil. Yeah. 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 I mean that's you know, back in the day, I mean there was salt was a the uh, the commodity that everybody wanted. I'm talking about like back and you know way back. Salt. And, yeah. yeah. Salt, cause salt, you know, salt was like fuck, man. It, you know, kept you know, it uh. It kept food. It kept exactly. food from spoiling. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. yeah. And but uh, so you you think they they went over there for oil? I think it all comes down to there. Everybody's uh, it comes down to the interest. If there's an interest somewhere, they go in. If there's no interest, it's it's a hypocrisy. If there's no interest in some in some Kuwait, you just go back to uh when uh, Iraq, uh invaded Kuwait. There's an interest right there, the oils, oil fields. I mean, mm -hmm. I mean, there's, I mean, <laughs> the hypocrisy's there. Why is man. gas so expensive right now? You think? Why? Yeah, I can. They're making billions off of us. Twenty-one to the. Uh, if, if somebody could take advantage of something, somebody will. I think. I don't know. Did I mean, you ever heard the Coke brothers? Oh yeah, those guys. The big oil yeah, guys. Yeah, they, no one talks about them. No, it's the the family, man. They have a, it's a big family. I think one of them just passed away a couple years ago. Uh, big oil. Oh man, they they give so much. They're, they're they don't talk about them. Why they not? They have castles. They got everything. They uh, they fucking uh contributed so much money to uh to the uh Republicans. Republicans. Really? Yep. I mean. I mean, damn. I want. Uh, there was a show, a uh, uh, documentary about them too. Uh, I don't. I don't. I never. I, shit, probably is. The Coke I know about, from reading reading about them. Um. Uh, man. I mean, there's so many angles of what's. I mean. Do you believe print. the mainstream media? Um. I would say, uh, you know, you always have to question everything. You don't know what, what overlaps. Um, uh, uh, I mean, I took a class when I was in college. I took a class uh, on everything's, uh, I'll say you would call it synergy, I guess. So everything gets, you know, I mean, everything boils down. Just everything, somebody has a hand in, in all in things. Every little thing. Yeah. 
So Do you believe in um, the Illuminati? No, I don't know. Now we start getting into the conspiracy theories. But there's a there's a there's there's certain uh, uh, number of people that are in charge of what's going on around the world. Yeah, yeah, and then you're, uh, yeah, and then you're gonna get to people start believing <laughs> certain other Reptilians. people. Yeah, or uh, yeah, I don't. I, it's, it's hard for me to buy. I don't even watch a show if it's conspiracy. I just, you know, I want to, I want to hear facts, man. I don't want to fucking. It's hard to get facts nowadays though. No, you're right. You're right, man. I mean, fuck. Um, yeah. Uh, we went in to Iraq. I mean, but everything we, even through, uh, the Iraq Iran war, uh, fucking, uh, the United States was providing money to Iraq. To be oh Korean. yeah, you know, it gives a lot of money away. Yeah, and so, I mean, you got you got Russia. Obviously, they probably I don't know. They want to recreate, from what I hear, Putin wants to recreate the whole Soviet Union empire, or whatever. But I mean, I don't. Uh, it's hard to. Uh, I'm studying right now because. I have blocked the news right now. I haven't watched the news in a while. You just focus on yourself. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. And I, so I can't, you know, because I was getting too much into it, and it's too much. I will go, I'll hop mm. around from, I'll hop. To, I mean, that's what I'm doing yeah. right now. I go hop around, and it's just died out, just like COVID. Yeah, I mean, I'll hop. I'll go to Fox just to hear what they gotta say. I go to CNN just to hear what they gotta say. Uh, MSNBC. Uh, just Tucker to Carlson. Yeah, yeah. I just want to hear. I mean, that's the way we. Uh, mm-hmm. At least I think we should compromise. We gotta hear different ideas. I mean, some fucking people are. But oh, Carl, some- I mean, you just you pay. I mean, he's just that's his opinion. That's his show. Whole opinions. Do you think yeah. he writes his own stuff, or somebody's writing it for him? Yeah, I think he has a team writing for him. Man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, that guy's the one bringing most of the money into uh, Fox News. Yeah, and- I just didn't like how he went out like right when it start- started happening. He was praising Russia for doing that. I heard and about be, that. Yeah, he did, and the innocent people were getting killed. Yeah. I don't care what's going on yeah. over there. If there's a child trafficking or bio labs, whatever, dude, it's never right to go in there and, and kill innocent children and and people and women and children, right? Exactly. Because yeah. just like you went through things growing up that you shouldn't have, uh, it affects you as you get older, and it affects the way our society is moving. And, and, it's, and yeah, they, they, dude, they've they went. They're at war in 2014. They were just they had a big old the riots and everything. People were dying. Uh, the government was all corrupt, and U.S. the U.S. put in this uh, like the two people from from uh, the United States that were, uh, were on, went to college on visas, and the U.S. they implanted them in there. One of them beca- was a uh, was from one of the states or one of the countries. And then he became a governor for another state. Uh, he was implanted there by the U.S., but we don't see a lot of this stuff they don't talk about. It's history. you got to read history books, what's really written. And you see what, like you talked about before, they're going in there for for greed or oil. It's just, it's just, it's just grown men playing, you know, you're in my pocket, I'm going to go in your pocket. You know, you know what, uh, and you, yeah, and uh, I'll probably feed, making it sound uh, shitty. I know, I, uh, no, no. To feed off that, you could say, uh, you could, 
It's just uh, not right. I'm against uh, war, dude. And I know we're going to war not for us. We're not going uh, – Russia isn't going there to save people. They're not going there to, no, to it's save us. It's, 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 it's just a part. It's disgusting. And, it, and uh, for someone like Tucker Carlson to go on there and praise Russia, they weren't liberating. For who are they liberating it from? It's just a clash between people that somebody wants to be in control of Ukraine. Either the U.S. has a foot in there, or Russia wants a foot in there. You gotta, you gotta look at it and see what's going on from the outside. And I don't know. And it's not is Russia doing it for good? No. I think Ukraine. Unless you, unless they're their the internet and everything they're saying that they're they're cutting Russia's propaganda because Russia's probably over there talking shit on the U.S. How we're over there and we're in charge of uh, child trafficking and. Uh, you know, we're in charge of the oil industry. You know, they say Biden's son, uh, he's got some type of connection with Ukraine and the oil company. <laughs> uh, that Those are conspiracies, obviously. But there's definitely something going on. And over there, innocent people are dying. Uh, the hospital, maternity hospital just got blown up. I mean, we know things that are facts. And it's disgusting, dude. All, all for just for greed. We're just puppets, dude. Who's puppets? Who we're, we, puppets? we're puppets, dude. Like, I think different. Uh, Not puppets, but, but I guess we're like we're just we're innocent bystanders. Oh, like us personally? Yeah. Well, people in like Ukraine. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, they're victims of. Obviously, uh, yeah, they come yeah. over here. We got we were locked down. Everyone's got a gun. Over there, they don't. They're handing them out. USA sending. Sending equipment over there, other countries, NATO sending sending weapons for them to defend themselves. But yeah. over here, man, we we're locked and ready, dude. There's a thin line. There's man. a guy over here across the street. Huh? He's got a tank in his backyard. He's ready to rock huh? and roll. There's a thin line, man. I mean, there's a thin line where, uh, between uh, between a nuclear war and a regular war, it's a really thin line. I mean. Yeah, Man, I mean, could it, it would it be different if it was, you know, somebody else um, that didn't have nuclear weapons? You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. it w I mean, right away, I think it'll be something with squash. But right now, it's a, they can't do too much because you're pushing nuclear war, and that is fucking scary. Not for me, but I feel like for our family, for our Kids, parents, whatever. How do you protect them? How do I protect my daughter? If this shit's gonna. Yeah, down? when you start, when you start prepping and doomsday prepping in the city environment. I I did I do I got I got a, I got what maybe a, maybe a couple weeks. Yeah. Be sparing it out maybe a month, but what do you think you're gonna survive survive here in the in your house for twelve months? There's Everyone's going to start getting hungry. Everyone's going to start looting. I mean, it takes two weeks for people to start eating each other. You know what's funny? That's it. Just, weeks, you know, it's not funny. You know what's it's fucking... Last night, I was watching... I'm old. I was watching Twilight Zone to unwind. Mm -hmm. And it was all... It's about nuclear... Mm -hmm. uh, a fucking... New, uh, the episode I was watching was about a nuclear uh, affair. It was... You know, they attacked. And, it was, uh, and only so many people were... Left living then, 
that was weird because I'm like, fuck, man. I mean, we're our fucking closest to you that what, before. You know, when that, I started this podcast, I said, we're not going to talk about what's going on, man. We're just going to have a conversation <laughs> and look at where it leads to. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, fuck, it's scary. The last time this was, I wasn't alive, obviously, uh, but our parents were alive during the Cuban Missile Crisis. I mean, I, fuck, man. Well, that, 2014, Ukraine was went to, there was fights over there. But there's also uh, Chech- uh, is it Checha that Russia invaded, and uh, nobody did anything. They got clobbered. I'm saying China wants to go after Taiwan now, next. Shit, that's like fucking you and I. You go back to World War II. It's like Japan going into all China and all these other countries in Asia. And EMP. They could drop an EMP on yeah, us. I mean, shit. I've been studying this stuff for over a decade now. And, and what I would tell my friends when they would say, any day now, any day now. And, and like, I lived on the edge. Like, fuck, this is it. Even when my friends left, they went, they actually moved to Arizona and Texas. They saw they saw what was coming, and now they live in Arizona and Texas. Uh, and then COVID hit, and they're, any day now, any day now. I live like that, any day now. Then you got to go. You got to go. I'd stay home uh, from work sometimes, dude. I was on shit. I was on stress leave and just looking through the windows like I was working out and like oh this it's, I got to prepare. Nothing happened. Now you got to go. And the more hey, thing and I said I said, "You know what, dude? That's what I finally said. I said, "You know what? If you believe, you deep down believe cuz some of them will just some of them do it for for just to fuck with you. Some of them will do it to make money off of it." When you talk about any day now, conspiracies, Nibiru and reptilians and all this and that, they're always looking for a buck. So now they're you're always, at, so this is what I said to a lot of these these people. I says if you believe it's the end, go get and you got good credit. Go down to the bank, get the biggest limit credit card you can get, and go fucking go buy everything, dude. Go buy a, a, a what is it? The ones that, a generator. Go buy all solar panel, build, <laughs> dig down deep in your background and, and build a bunker. If you believe that's what it, it's coming down to, I would say, in other words, just blow your credit card. Get a credit card for a hundred thousand dollars and blow it. I know a guy. I know a guy that did it twice, and filed for bankruptcy twice. Blew through a hundred grand each credit credit card. So now you're touching on queuing on. Imagine a little bit, right? From a little what these bit. Guys, from what these guys believe. Yeah. And fuck, man, the shit they, they go. It's like the next, the next level of thinking. Fucking who? I mean, it's a joke though. Tom Hanks, Jay Z, they're child molesters. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like they drink adrenochrome. Fuck, man, all these different things about different. What, what about Epstein? What do you think about Epstein? You remember him? Yeah, he fucking he was supposed to child molester. Uh, had young girls, all you know, kind of get groomed for him. Take him whatever, eighteen another, which I think is sick. Yeah. And um and but, he died but, in jail. Uh, and that's all, all but that's all quiet though. Nothing yeah. happened. You know, everything is quiet. You know what? Every so when I was watching the news every mm-hmm. day, so all right, you got this new thing coming in and then you and you never hear about it again. You got this other thing going coming on, like it's the biggest thing, and then they fucking throw it to the side. And it's whatever fucking happens is that fucking whatever's the i mean i'm sorry i'm lost in words right now but it's it's um whatever's the taste of the month i was i guess that's just like at work yeah 
yeah, flavor of the month. Yeah, it's yeah, it's like fuck, man. All right, so we haven't heard about this and the uh, COVID. Maybe they heard about COVID. Well, fuck, man, we're running on COVID forever, and and uh, you know what? Man? Uh, on COVID, you know, like I told you before, you know, I I don't I know people probably at work. I'm probably almost the only. There's other people too, but not. I don't know wear I wear, a mask. Yeah, and I, and and I don't. That's you know I respect that. I respect everybody, everybody whoever with their wishes, their thinking, whatever. I I just well, for me I wear a mask like I told you, Steve. It's for my daughter. I couldn't give a shit if I got infected. I just don't want her. Her get sick. You just don't and know. I just it would kill me for just if it was my fault. It would just fucking devastate me. And knowing my history, I know I would go down. Now and will probably push me over uh, suicide. Yeah. Because I, could, I couldn't I, have something happen or... I can't have yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, I'm in charge of my parents now. I'm always you don't have to explain yourself for wearing a mask, uh, but I think people need to realize that because some people will be... When it, when it first happened... I know people that I would walk in, I would put my mask on. And they would look at me and go, what are you wearing a mask for, dude? I said, it's just because I, I want to be respectful. Not very, you know, you just don't know. Somebody in there could be immune compromised or whatever. And I'm sick, and then I, I, don't, I don't know it yet because it takes three or four or five days for it to show symptoms. And you can still, you're spreading it. So I could come across something like that and me because I'm going to be a tough guy not wear a mask and be respectful not because I'm following the rules but because I'm, I'm respecting the people that are weaker than me okay that's all it is it's not about following rules and following a uh, big daddy or uh, the big brother because I've broken a lot of fucking rules in this life okay yeah. I used to fucking snort cocaine off my and my nose what the fuck? You think I obeyed the rules for that shit? You know what? You think I did that and drove my car? You think I did that and, and got drunk and doing coke while I'm driving and going nuts? Yeah, I broke the fucking law. So just because I put on the mask to walk in doesn't make me a bitch. It's because I'm looking out for everybody else. That's it, dude. Shit, dog. All of a sudden, oh, you're going to bow down next to you. You know you're going <laughs> to suck the governor's dick. Like, shut up, dude. You know what, man? Um, It's crazy, man. Like you said, I have all these like I have people that I know, even family, and you know, knocking the fucking, um, knocking the uh, mm -hmm. the vaccination, and again, where you know it's up to them. They want to get vaccinated or not? Doesn't fuck. I don't care. But How about it, this? It, it, How about it, it, this? It, it, if that's the way you feel, then start stop paying for your car insurance and drive without insurance. Matter of fact, when your license comes and it's not registered or it expires, start driving without your driver's license. I mean, it's the same no, fucking no. shit, dude. Oh, oh, I don't want to stop. I'm not stop it off. I want to add to that. D uh, stop vaccinating your pets. Well, some uh, people vaccinate uh, their pets, uh, yeah. <laughs> stop vaccinating your pets if you don't believe in fucking vaccinations. Dude, if you don't believe <laughs> in it, that's fine. But have, when you're around other people that are that are mass, have, have the courtesy put on the mouth because mm. let me tell you, oh. You guys, fuck, everyone's got fucking bacteria and diseases in their mouth, dude. I saw my cousin came down from Washington for my uh, uncle's funeral. And he was telling me, yeah, you know what, I didn't get the booster. I did get the vaccine, I didn't get the booster because, you know, uh, his wife, uh, she's a nurse or something. And uh, she didn't, she doesn't think, I'm a fuck, Tony. 
I'm all like, I'm all, all the shit you put into your fucking, into your, your body. body. I'm all, I know you, since he's fucking, you, you're a tweaker, man. And all that shit, besides whatever uh, other shit he did. I'm also now you fucking. This is this is where you fucking. This is where you draw the line. <laughs> I was like, I'm like all the needles you picked up at the dispensary. Yeah, I was like, fuck. Was okay, like, this yeah. is all, all right, Tony. I respect, I respect your decision, but in my head, you're a fucking idiot, man. All this shit, I, man. Yeah. It's a trip, dog. It's a trip. <laughs> well, I never got the flu shot. Yeah. I mean, I never, I never did, and I still won't. I, I never, never got either. the flu. I never did never either. Got the but, flu. But, you know, I do all this now. Like I said, I do all this just for my daughter, man. And you know what, man? A lot Shit. of people I know do that. It's crazy times we're living in right now. And, uh, and I mean, we're seeing a lot of history getting repeated. Nobody, like I said, going back to Russia invading, invading uh, or, during, you know, when they invaded. I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right. Crimea? The Chechens. No, the Chechens. And they got fucked over. But nobody cares because they're not a they're not a border country. It's deeper into Russia. It's 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 in, it's more, you know, within their little empire over there on that mm-hmm. side. People are tripping on Ukraine because Ukraine Ukraine was about to be part of NATO, and Russia didn't want that, dude. Part of NATO means that other countries have to come and back you up. One Ali- world order. Oh well, I'm sorry. One world order. Yeah, yeah, and I just. Well, uh, what do you mean? What do you think of one world? Uh, one world order. That's what they're going to. One world currency. It's just. So now, I mean, uh, I understand. Yeah. It's just one way to eliminate because there's billions of dollars being distributed in in the in the black market. Okay, we we could go on the. Up. So you talking the about the dark web, and there's another yeah. side of it. And if we're trying to, el- you look at, if we want to eliminate cash and go just a digital currency, it's going to eliminate a lot of money laundering from cartels, right? They found Saddam Hussein when they took took on. He had a whole warehouse full of of, of uh, American currency. Okay, he was doing a lot of shady shit, whatever he was doing. He had a big old warehouse. Well, drug dealers have that too, man, and they're destroying the society. So how can we eliminate them? Well, we do a currency. We've got to track where every dollar goes. Well, then the government has too much control then. You could go to 7-Eleven and drink three, 12 pack, buy a 12-pack every day, and on the fifth day, the government's going to say, no, you're, paying, you're buying too much beer. Maybe that's a good thing, man. Maybe we need somebody to fucking do that because there's a lot of obese people in this world, including me. Okay? They already did surveys. America is the most unhealthiest state or unhealthiest nation in the world. And if we don't, and it's all because of the baby boomers, right? They fought for our freedom and we, we got to live as number one and. and and being a number one nation in the world, we got a lot of spoils. Yeah, baby boomers, or more so maybe, um, like I said before in the the show, uh, the great generation. I mean, they came back. I think the way when, compared to Vietnam, obviously, when they came back, there were, I mean, there was parades, there was, I mean, 
there's there's ecstasy around the country. I mean, they went in, they had to do what they had to do, and they got Japan to uh, uh, surrender. Obviously, beat Germany and the Nazis. And it was a great time. I mean, people were um, people were. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, Living the good life. Right. And I mean, and now we got saw, these young, the young. What's we're generation what X? We're generation X. And then generation Z's right now, the young Ma- kids. Oh, millennials. And then millennials. Then millennials. So the millennials, I've never. Well, no, they're still going through stuff too, but yeah. So now yeah. everything, now everything's. Uh, generation Z is the one that I don't think has yet to uh, to evolve. I guess I don't know for the lack of better words. Mm-hmm. When you talk about a single currency, it brings up, like I said earlier, it brings up the revelations where where it's one dollar. I I heard I heard this when I was younger. I I think it was uh, this guy from Seth Free. The way well, this is the thing: the way if you look at history and you study history, you could look at history back in the Roman times when, or the Spartans and when pillages are, were. We we watched movies when another another army comes and they they invade and they take over territory. It's been like that since the beginning of time. And to think that something like that would happen overnight, like the movies, everything's rushed, it's not. It takes years, and we've become a civilization now where we hopefully we don't have buffoons that just are trigger happy and like, like Hitler was and just want to start nuking. I mean, we were the ones who started nuking. We nuked Japan twice. We were the first ones to say, hey, fuck it, we'll go, we're fucking everyone up. Well, so I, if anyone's trigger happy, it's um, the United States. Well, I think with Japan, I mean, they were so crazy, fanatical. Yeah, they fight, came to our side. To fight. We had to show so, super aggression. Because they viewed the emperor as godlike. And they would do anything for them. These guys would not surrender. They would commit suicide rather than surrender. Not all of them, but I mean, for the most part. They were commit suicide rather than be captured by enemies. You go all around. I mean, I mean, like going back. We're going to go back to the Afghan Afghanistan. I mean, the I mean, I don't know if I'm right, but I think the last person to actually conquer uh, Afghanistan was Alexander the Great. Hmm. And that, I mean, that's way back in the days. And ever since, I don't believe, I don't think that, I guess, Afghans haven't been conquered. But there's a little saying that I heard. Even though the United States has the watch, they have the time. They can they can hide out in their fucking caves as long as they want. And attack yeah. and go back. Cave dwellers. Exactly. Yeah, they took it over right when we left. Taliban took over right o- right off the bat. Yeah, I think that was a wrong. In my opinion, we lost wrong. that war. Yeah, it, it was. Fun. The only thing we got out of it was yeah. Osama bin Laden. 
Tell me what fucking twenty years in that war? What it? I feel bad for the fucking people who the we, soldiers. We left a lot of people there. You got them. Oh, you left the Kurds. And we left a lot of equipment too. I heard, but then I also heard that we destroyed everything before we left. We left people there. I mean, we left uh, Afghanistan military people who were, you know, supposedly puppets for the United States. We left them. I mean, I mean, how is how are people around the world gonna rely on the United States if we sometimes? Well, we spent so much money on building their army and teaching them tactics, and as soon as it happened, they they gave up. They just turned their weapons in. Yeah, you're but right. They didn't even fucking yeah. fight. Ukraine, they're fucking fighting the Russians. Fuck you. Let's go. You trying to tell me the Taliban is that bad? I just they're just an undeveloped uh, country. Ukraine's got way more history than Taliban. I think they were more at peace back in the days, maybe. What is it? But was it the Taliban? Well, All they the still live days? in sand oh. huts, dude. You know what I mean? They still live in, in dirt mound. They, they they ever watched uh, Return of the Jedi or Star Wars? <laughs> like they live in those little villages. That's how they still live. The United Kingdom, look at them. They're booming. And, well, you know, if, since you brought and up the United Kingdom. They still Ki- dress the same. You, they still have their tradition. The United, since you uh, brought up the United Kingdom, and, and that's what the European Union was. It was one currency for the whole, uh, for, uh, you know, yeah. For and that's, I think that's what caused, I think what they call Brexit, because people start don't want to be part of the same currency. But I mean, I don't know how many countries were under the European Union. Well, everything that goes on in Europe, from what I heard, uh, laws, policies, the way they they think, it's it's ten years before it start hits hitting us, where we start making votes on certain things. 10 years they're ahead of us 10 years so you're saying they're more uh, progressive or liberal uh i don't know that's a good question i think just more of a you can either say this more just move, moving forward as a society learning from their history we don't have history in the united states what we're 200 200 some years old 250 years old. You're talking about places that have been around for thousands of years. Thousands. They got history. They got their history books and they read and they learn. Us, dude, we, we're, we're, we're a melting pot, dude. We're an experiment. And it's like a- having your younger brother in, after you being in charge for so long, like your parents or brother, you guys are in charge for long. All of a sudden, you get an age where now your younger brother's in charge. And you're the one who raised them. You're the one who taught them what's up. And they, they're going on their own and going rogue and going to do things on their own. So that's but what, we still number one. So that's what the U.S. did to uh, uh, to, uh, the, uh, to the British? That's yeah. What, and they got tired of their... Well, suppose there's still connections yeah. and stuff like that. But well, now, uh, yeah. there was an idea, and it was an idea that was accomplished. So Imagine that me and you said, hey, the, I found an island out in the Pacific Ocean. We're going to grab our, our, our parcels and we're going to grab all our stuff. We're going to get on a fucking boat. We'll buy a boat or we'll steal a boat and we'll fucking I know how to get there. I, I, I took training on, on navigation and riding a boat and we steal a sick ass yacht, dude. 
We'll take out the GPS, everything, so they can't track us. And we fucking head out there. And our name, our number of priorities just start our own lives. We start building shit. You know, I watch videos on how to build huts and how to build cabins, how to hunt. I've been watching all these videos. And we go out there and we start doing that. We fucking throw our phones in the ocean and say, that's it. We start civilization and we're just going to be pure, dude. So, you know, the, well, I guess that was the case of the Puritans who came over to the, yeah. to to, uh, to the uh, to America, which, I don't well, know. Alcohol, it, alcohol, to the, to alcohol the, was really uh, bad for the Indians. It made the, them go nuts. To the new but world. if the white man that came over here and, and smoked whatever there was in their pipe, Wayaska, Wayaska, uh, and tobacco. But they would mix it and they would have their ceremonies and the white man, they would go nuts. They never experienced that. But if you gave them... Uh, the people that the white people when they came over here they would get the Indians liquor and a lot of Indians go nuts off of liquor it's it's, it's well documented dude yeah I heard that but, they go uh, crazy but I think and I, I have, I, I have I, stories but I, I think that you're I mean I believe I yeah I believe those stories I heard of of uh, the liquor and all that but I think goes a little bit step further is where disease the white man brought you know what? I'll take that back. I won't say the white man. The Europeans uh, brought back, or not brought back, came. Uh, natives couldn't handle what disease. Oh, yeah. Chicken pox. And all that. Yeah. Uh, and, and chemical warfare actually kind of started at that back time. Back then, yeah. Yeah, because the, 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 the Europeans gave, uh, would give uh, the natives blankets filled with disease. Oh, yeah. That's right. And... A, a, a big majority died of that, and now native, not only Native Americans in uh, in in North America, the Aztecs and Mayans, or I'm not sure of the Mayans. They did I'll take it that to, back. Yeah, what happened yeah. to the Mayans? They did it to them too. Well, I mean, you know what? I'm not sure about the Mayans. I take that back. Because uh, you don't, they say the Mayans just disappeared, but in general, like the Aztecs, uh, the Spaniards brought disease, and that's how they took out. Uh, or that's how the Aztecs got taken out, but not only that, it was other other tribes within the Mexico that hated the Aztecs because they were they were under the Aztecs uh, thumb. So they were, I wouldn't say they were happy that they were getting liberated. They were just happy the Aztecs were gonna, they were dying off. And this is just going off with stuff, little stuff that I read. I mean, I'm not an expert, but just. Stuff that I read or I, you know, either took in class here and there in college. So one of the ta the tactics was uh, biological warfare. And it's infant. Uh, you ever see that movie Apocalypto? Yeah, I've seen it. It's pretty cool. But I, towards the end, I don't know. It was kind of kind of weird. Like the boat coming and I don't know. But it, overall, it was, it was a, cool, a cool action. It's so much stuff. I mean... I mean, obviously, you know, I mean, there's all kinds of information out there. So you, you just gotta, can't stress, dude. Yeah. You got to just live your life, dude. But it, it is crazy to see if something like that would happen. Dropping the EMP, uh, all the electricity uh, shuts out, dude. That's it. Yeah. Well, there's a thing. I mean. But you're I'm, talking about starving. It, if you do that to the United States, it'd be modern warfare throughout all neighborhoods. You can uh, band together for a little bit, dude, but eventually... This is going to come down to one ration, and what are you going to do?
give it to your neighbor after they've been overeating for the past three days? I mean, you're gonna just start shooting, dude. Like, nah, dude, you you're not. I mean, uh, you got. Uh, uh, I love this country. I mean, man. I mean, where else? I mean, there's a lot of worst countries you could be raised or be born. At least here we have some. You know, maybe not everything's perfect. Because in other places, yeah. you can't get the. You can't. You know. You can't get the benefits that you got. The doctors help you got if you live in other countries. And it would take it would take months, if not years. That's how it is now, though. If you want to go see a therapist, you got to you try to find one. The wait list is like four to six months. COVID fucked up a lot of people, believe it or not. People don't the news don't talk about that. That mental you put on people with COVID, they thought it was the end of the world. All the movies you put out there and everything that people got scared. And the news don't talk about that. But if you really wanted to go see a therapist, talk to a therapist, they don't even do it in person anymore. They do it. They, they learn to do it via uh, on Zoom. You know what? It sucks, too, though, because, I mean, it, every time I talk, I would talk to my therapist, it felt like I'm complaining. And, I, and it sucks because, I mean, there's a lot of, I mean, right now, just yeah. per, the perfect example, like you're saying, Ukraine. I mean, how can we complain? so much when uh, other people are, are sleeping they're not even their their house is fucked up it's no food it's, it's 22 degrees over there and it makes me feel bad and i i always felt guilty i complain complain or not complain but just you know feel, uh taller what i feel or because and it sucks because i mean I feel guilty. I really do feel guilty for complaining. So many people, even here in America, so many people have it worse. I mean, so, then you, you don't have it. You don't have it that bad. We have a good job. We have. Where else are they going to pay us? What forty bucks an hour? Sixty bucks. Uh, OT. It, it, I mean, man, we're lucky. So you're saying they don't have that opportunities in other countries? Other countries? There's got to be UPSs in other countries. Well, no, no. And here, though, man. And here, they, they don't. I mean, there's people who, I mean, that don't. I mean, shit, man. I mean, well, pe- well, look, at it's not easy to get where we were. We started somewhere. We, we did suck sa- it up. We had to sacrifice yeah. and suck it up and not make money and everyone else's is. And you got to just have that long-term goal. And this was the the long term payout. And people have told me UPS wasn't gonna last in 2008 at the economy crash, uh, when Amazon got big. Uh, but we're still here. Shit, man. Amazon just does Amazon, but they don't do our pickups. They don't deliver Target. They don't deliver uh, uh, certain makeup companies and Mac and and uh, Kmart and Albertsons. And, Amazon can't pick those people up and deliver. They're delivering their own shit. Amazon. Well, then that's not they weird. can't get in that well, business. That Good luck. It, we got weird. contracts with major uh, retail companies, and a lot of it's going online now. A lot of the stores are closing down. Doesn't mean that the, the company's going out of business. It means they're they're doing smart and they're going e-commerce. E-commerce will be the future. Ain't no one going to be shopping anymore. Ain't nobody going to be going to the malls anymore. Everything's going to just be ordered online. But you know what? Even this delivery people from Amazon, they're not part of Amazon. It's, they're just like FedEx ground. They're just mm-hmm. their delivery in name only of 
you know, Amazon, it's franchises. Different little franchi franchises of uh, Amazon that, you know, they're privately mm -hmm. owned and they deliver the stuff for the actual Amazon company. And then, and then FedEx Ground franchises too. They're really complex within yeah. that system. I know yeah. how it works. And it sucks. I'm, I'm like, it I, su yeah, they make good money. They start in warehouse, uh, 18 bucks with benefits, I heard. FedEx Ground? No, no, no. My bad. Amazon. Yeah, but they fucking, I think they're, I think their work is a little more dangerous than, you know, than our work. I mean, they, they actually, you know what I mean? They don't, they don't have a union looking out for them. Uh, and FedEx Ground, I mean, I haven't talked to nobody lately, but before I went on disability, the guy was making uh, this, uh, we a dollar per stop out yeah ballpark was he told me six hundred dollars a week for 60 hours almost no benefits so he's making ten dollars an hour pretty much it sucks man i mean it's not a, it's not a level playing field man i mean the, a lot of these little franchises like fedex ground and amazon delivery whatever they call it Cause I even talked to you when I was delivering. I was fucking. I would see the Fed, the Amazon people, and they would tell me how much they make, and it was shit. I mean, so Amazon were, drivers are franchise. Yeah. Pretty and much. then Amazon workers work for actual Amazon. Amazon. Yeah. Oh, okay, so, so they're like FedEx. Yeah, like FedEx Ground. Oh, I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, FedEx Ground. So they allowed them to use your logo and everything. Yeah. But they're individual workers. Exactly. Or and so they make shit. Pretty much, somebody owns that little franchise or that little a loophole, uh, loop, like we run our loops. They they have, I guess they have a little, they have a loop, and somebody owns that loop. And uh, like whatever, more power to them. They're making their money, but they're pay, paying shit to their people. And uh, and people will do it because they need money. With gas prices and everything, what do you think is going to happen? Because they obviously they got to pay for their own gas then. It's a trip with the gas prices and all that. Because the last time this shit was happening, it was a lot of bullshit going on with uh, Iran. I think it was uh, the host uh, the ring and uh, when Iran took some hostages. So Iran had some. Uh, sorry, excuse me. Uh, so Iran had hostages. Jimmy Carter was in power gas prices were up everybody's coming down on jimmy carter make a change make it and he couldn't he only did four years and then reagan came in to fix everything that supposedly it was jimmy carter's yeah fault. we're 30 trillion in debt dude we yeah. ain't never gonna pay that off dude who's fought Shit, kidding man. me 30 I'm trillion who's gonna pay that back dude and to who? Who do we owe it to? <laughs> I don't fucking understand. Chi maybe China, some, maybe some of it to China. Some somebody. No, it's the Federal Reserve. That's what we owe. Understand? No, I understand that, but who do we pay it off to? I mean, how do we? Federal pay Reserve. How though? Tax money. I doubt that, man. All the taxes in the world won't pay that shit. Everybody fucking... I think it's everybody and all their credit debt. It's everyone who's got credit cards. 
Yeah, fuck credit cards just fucked. Plus the government's debt too. At least everyone's debt. I think if everyone's debt, you know, no credit cards, being debt free. You know, if everyone's got a credit card, most people got two or three of them. A lot of people are have them maxed out. There's billions of people on all those 350 million Americans, if I'm correct. Maybe more now. But this, the well, it's not 250. I think it's 350. It's the loophole that fucking got signed into. into but imagine living in India, dude. There's billions down there. And it's hot, dude. And there's the, the caste system. There's the poor that always be poor. There's the middle. There's the whatever else. They have that weird caste system. That we, I mean, I don't understand too well. I haven't really read too much on it. But whoever's poor stays poor. It's on them. And it doesn't change. Well, I mean, we could sit here and talk fucking history forever. No, we'll get you back on the show, man. I know you got to get going. You got your kid and everything. We're almost at two hours anyways, dog. Well, I mean. Yeah, so before I let you go, man, anything you want to say, dude, all the listeners from work. I know a lot of coworkers listen, dog. You you come in, you grab your board, you go straight to your car, which is which makes sense, dude. You're wearing a mask, you're you're protecting your daughter. You know, it's nothing wrong with that, dude. You, some people want to come in, do their job, and go home to your family. No disrespect to anybody, you know. I'll talk to people. I'll, I'll go to my car. Just, but people that are listening, you know, because you, you always, you know, I don't want anybody to think. That, like, don't worry about what people think, man. Just be, just do with you, man. You know, and be respectful. Hey, what's up? You know, and some people just. Having a daughter just changed my whole uh, life, the perception of life from what I had before I had my daughter. She's all to me. My wife's all to me. And uh, that's what pushed me to come back and get straight and do what I love to do. Daddy, you're back at work. Is it helping you? Oh, yeah, man. You know, my wife's still getting used to it. She's happy I'm back to work, but juggling daughter, uh, work, uh, at the same time, it gets uh, it gets overwhelming for her. I wish I'd never left. I, I seriously wish I never went on disability and I come back soon. But I think everything happens for a reason, and my reason, I believe, is all roads left or all roads led to my daughter. So pre my daughter, I don't give a shit what happened. I did what I did, I fucked up, good or bad. I did some good, some bad, you know, I don't care. Those roads all left to my daughter, uh, all led to my daughter, I'm sorry, repeating myself. To uh, make you realize things. Yeah, makes me know what's worth it, what's worth life and what you went my, through yeah. personally was worth yeah. it in the end. Pretty much, I got I take care of my I got to take care of my parents. Luckily, my wife helps me with my parents. They're older. I, my daughter, so I, a lot of responsibilities that I have to uh, be there for, and uh, and uh, a lot of people I, don't have to do that. A lot of people don't have to take care of a a, a parent, a grandparent, family. Some people just. Gotta take care of themselves. Shit, man. I've uh, God bless you for that. Shit, there comes a time you gotta take uh, care of family, and it's yeah, man. I mean, who's gonna that. take the time uh, off to who? You know, if it's the grandma uh, or the 
the mom? What sibling's gonna take the time off to take care of that parent? What we like, don't have money to put them in a home. Exactly. And like tomorrow, I have to go. Um, we're gonna go see my grandma because she's just she's at my aunt's after my uncle passed away. She's been at my aunt's. And she got sick, she had to take her to the ER, which we knew, I knew what's gonna happen. Uh, I mean, she's 90 something, she lost her oh, um, uncle, but she's she's strong. I mean, she's seen a lot of people already, I mean, leave. my grandpa died, he got hit. It was a hit and run at LAX, all her Jeez. brothers and sisters. I mean, she has my brother. She's experienced a lot of loss, but I guess she hasn't experienced the loss of a child. Yeah, that's what my mom's going through. It's really tough right now, dude. It's really and I was tough at, on everybody. I, yeah, I asked you before. Yeah, your mom. Yeah, but it's really it's. She has her good days yeah. and bad days. Uh, I remind her of him, the way I talk, and well, that's my younger brother. He's my best friend. So yeah, of course we're gonna sell the same and and talk the same. And you know so what, I, I, I don't, you know, I don't call every day. I'll, you know, I try to call every couple, well, once a week, sometimes once a week. I'll text and stuff like that. But well, I know it's I mean, tough. It's tough for her. So I just, uh, you know, I don't. You know what? There's really, I already said everything. I already uh, said, you know, he's in a better place. I've already said my piece and I've said it multiple times. But they're just, they're the mom, they're going to uh, grieve, dude. There's nothing you can do. You know, uh, Rich. The first thing he asked me uh, when I got back from when my brother passed away, how's your mom doing? He didn't ask how I was doing first. He's uh Rich? Rich, uh, Rich. Rich, Rich. Rich Birch? Yeah. The first thing he asked when I got back. He's in feeder. No, no, never now. When I got, I'm sorry. When I got back from uh, when my, uh, my brother passed away. Oh, so you came back. Yeah, you did come back for a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, the first thing Rich asked, oh, yeah. he's, uh, he's uh, how's your mom doing? Nobody's ever, nobody asked how's my mom doing. Always like, how oh, you doing? Blah blah blah. But he was the first one just before he asked how I'm doing. Yes, how's your mom? I mean, I haven't seen him in a while, but he, he he was always a cool person. Oh, he is a cool person. Yeah, Rich is cool. And uh, yeah, it's it's the parents who you know go through it the most. Yeah. Even though I felt like a parent, but I, I don't think I come close to what my mom felt or my dad. And that that we'll probably elaborate maybe some other time. Yeah, exactly. We'll we'll get we'll talk about that. We'll go deeper. I know we started off talking about that. I just wanted people to to get to know how I know you because that's why you're on the show. You you've been through a lot and you've helped me get through things, especially when my brother passed and everything that that has happened. Uh, I've always talked. I always had your number there. You never change your number. I'd always call every periodically, you know, not not every day or every week, every month. But if I thought about you, I'd call you to see how you're doing. And and I always prayed for you and and how it went down with my brother and you calling me. And I was like, this 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 has to be something, man. And and I learned from you and and took your advice and and watched you. And so when my brother passed, I I thought about you and what you've been through and, and it has helped me to be able to deal with it because it is tough you know losing my younger brother who was 35 you know passed away in his sleep uh had covid you know didn't even wake up didn't even have a chance to go to the hospital he just he died in his sleep and 
who knows what he was going through and, and, and it's just it's just a sad sad thing and and I got through it because of what you've been through so uh, thank you for coming on the show man we'll get back at it for sure, sure. I, you I know appreciate I mean? you we'll get me. you back on but I wanted people to yeah. to hear you and hear a little bit about you and we went almost two hours dude so that's pretty good that's a good podcast and I uh, appreciate you having me um and hopefully I'll be on again and we'll yeah we'll get about, you on again talk something about talk about something else heck yeah man well thank you once again once again I want to thank all my listeners from around the world that tune in to every episode of the Raider and the Saint podcast thank you guys so much uh, thank you for the support man it means a lot and me coming on and just being true, being honest, and, and having good conversations like I just did. Uh, it amazes me, and it, and it feels good, and I'll be back next week. Or, or no, I got a podcast tomorrow too. So, yeah, back to back. Anyways, I love you guys. I'll see you soon. All right, be good to one another. All right, peace.